Well, River Valley, I don't always start out with a personal moment, but I do just want to say thank you for your prayers and concern for uh, Becca and our family with her dad's uh, passing. We had his funeral this week, and uh, he knew Jesus as his Lord and Savior. We have no doubt where he is right now, and uh, we, we celebrated his life and remembered him, and I just want to say thank you for your prayers for Becca and the family. Uh, we so appreciate that. And uh, we pray for you, and we felt your love and support. We really did. We felt your love and support this week. Now, we are in a series called Why Christmas. We're doing Why Holidays, Why Christmas, and then on Christmas Eve, Why Jesus, all right? And today we're going to talk about Why Christmas, but I do want to say uh, the camp's pastors all talked about Why the Holidays, and I thank God for the rhythm that we have with Sabbath, with holidays, and times that we celebrate, that God was like, slow down, slow down. There's something to celebrate. And even in the midst of a, of a crazy, chaotic world uh, filled with COVID and, and all that's going on, God still says, hey, slow down. Let's celebrate Christmas. Let's celebrate what it's all about. And um, it wasn't a holiday that God declared, but you could say God created the Christmas holiday, all right? He didn't declare to his, his people in the Bible, like, all right, celebrate this day, but he created it in sending Jesus. And for those of you that don't know, it was 300 years after Jesus was on the earth um, that Pope Julius just chose December 25th, and he said, we're gonna celebrate the birth of Jesus. And then the church fought uh, over, should we celebrate it, shouldn't we celebrate it? It was on some years, off some years. There was no, it was like, we don't recognize birthdays. And it wasn't until about 1800s when Charles Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol that all of a sudden it gained a ton of traction, all right? Gained a ton of traction there. And then in 1870, it became a federal holiday um, in the United States. And then in 1920s, it really became similar to how we celebrate it now. You just think like we've been doing it forever, but it kind of has moved forward and we're celebrating Christmas. And just recently, um, our Christmas celebration has been expanded upon. Um, on December 11th, President Trump declared that December 24th will also be a federal holiday. So it's the 24th and the 25th. And so we are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ as believers. And so many people around the world are celebrating Christmas. And if you ask people like, what is Christmas? They'll say like, it's time for celebration. It's time for tradition. It's time to be off from work, off from school. It's time to give. It's time to be with family. Limited numbers, depending on what state you live in. I don't know, you know. Um, it, it, it's, it's a time to help those that are less fortunate. And it's a time to celebrate Jesus. That's what it's about. Luke chapter two, verse 10 and 11. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. What we're talking about today is we're celebrating Christmas because Jesus was born and we are going to celebrate Christmas. Yeah, some of you are like, this section loves it. And online, all right. It's okay, it's okay. John Grisham wrote a book. He said, uh, Skippy Christmas was the name of the book. And it was talking about skipping it, all the chaos that's happening there. No, I say keep Christmas, all right? And by the way, I always say Merry Christmas. When somebody says Happy Holidays, I always say back to them, Merry Christmas. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to let them know which holiday I celebrate, you know? And somebody else can say back to them, Happy Hanukkah or whatever they want to do. I'm just going to let them know. 
And so I say, Merry Christmas. And if you wanna, you know, so anyways, this year with COVID, with isolation, with struggle, with politics, with killer hornets and all that's going on, I just kept saying, give me to Christmas, give me to Christmas. I mean, the day after Halloween, my wife started setting up for Christmas. She, with our future daughter-in-law, Alexia, they were, they decorated the house the very next day. They were like, Michael Buble was on repeat. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It's beginning to look a lot. Anyways, yo, and December 26th, it's off the playlist, but till then, man, we're playing, all right? Why do we need Christmas? It's so unique, it, it isn't just a day, it's really a season. I mean, think about it, there's Valentine's Day, there's Thanksgiving Day, Labor Day, Groundhog Day, I don't know who thought of that one, but you know, Christmas is like season's greetings. There's a season. I mean, it is a season. The lead up, I mean, maybe yours is November 1st, but even all around the world, it's like there's a lead up. There's, it's not just a day. Christmas gets a season. And by the way, those of you that want it to go longer than December 25th, can I just let you know, the, the 12 days of Christmas don't even start until December 25th. Did you know that? The, the, the song on the first day, okay, that's really December 25th. And it actually goes until January 6th, which is Three Kings Day. And when I was in Spain, I discovered this, that the Spanish heritage, the Hispanic heritage is to celebrate Three Kings Day. So Christmas is going in for overtime this year at River Valley Church, that's all I'm saying. No other holiday has as many outward trappings. I mean, decor, food, gifts, lights. When it comes to Christmas cards, over 1.2 billion Christmas cards sent. 1.2, uh, Valentine's Day is not even close. It's like 151 million versus 1.2 billion. So that's saying that God's love is way more than man's love. This is a special time that we're celebrating. Uh, the new, we have just the trappings and all the things and, and the New York City tree. Beck and I had an opportunity to go there last year. I think we have a picture of that joy of just going and seeing that tree and being a part of it. That was started during the Great Depression, that tree was that tradition. They said, Christmas just needs to lift people's spirit. We gotta, we gotta celebrate Christmas. And so the workers there raised the money to do a 20 foot tree. And in 1933, it became an annual tradition to put up the Rockefeller Plaza uh, Christmas tree. They said, we believe during the Great Depression that this tree can bring hope to people. And I believe right now, Christmas needs to bring hope to a bunch of people. Now. Christmas is unique because it celebrates the incarnation of God. It celebrates that God came to dwell among us, that God became man, and even attempts to sec secularize it can't get Christ out of Christmas. The Gallup poll said nine in 10 Americans say they celebrate Christmas. Think about that, nine in 10 Americans say they celebrate Christmas. That's all ages, education, income groups. So it's just unique. Christmas is unique. There's something going on that the whole world recognizes and we can't lose this special celebration that we have. It's so unique that in 1914, during World War I, the Allied forces and the Germans were fighting. They had trench warfare going on. And on Christmas Eve, they stopped and they sang Silent Night in German and in English. And after they sang Silent Night, they stopped shooting each other and went out onto the battlefield and exchanged what little gifts that they had. They sang with each other, they talked with each other, they actually played a soccer game together. Then when Christmas was over, they went back in their trenches and started shooting again. But at least 
there was a pause for a day. Okay? This is unique. This is unique. What we are celebrating is unique. Author Max Lucado says, and I agree with this, he said, we could use a season that is dedicated to giving, not receiving, to caring, not critiquing. Put away our differences, put up the Christmas tree. Let's invite the source of peace to enter our world. I believe that. Now is the time that we could celebrate, and it's, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. We're celebrating this. And when Jesus was born, the world had its own problems. The world had plenty of problems. We look at this, you know, I've been saying like, this is our COVID Christmas, COVID Christmas. And uh, the, the world then had all sorts of problems. They had just come out of, the Jewish people had just come out of 400 years of silence. If you don't know this, in the book of Malachi, the, the Bible in the Old Testament ends with this. And it says this in Malachi chapter four, verses five and six. It says, see, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents. It was speaking of John the Baptist, but it was 400 years. They get this, like God's gonna send somebody. God's gonna send a prophet that's gonna be right before he sends the savior, the Messiah, the promised one. And they're waiting for 400 years. They're in captivity, they're in exile, they come back, they're in a conquered area. They, the Bible tells us that they were kind of losing their way. I mean, they, they were mistreating their wives, they were not tithing, they were not worshiping, they were not honoring God, and all this is going on, and yet there's this promise still that God would send someone. The temple where they worshiped had been rebuilt, but it was contaminated, and I was just thinking about the struggle this would be. They had Herod, he rebuilds the temple, but he puts a Roman eagle on the temple where they have to enter. So they're entering to worship God, but they've got to walk under a Roman eagle that's just saying, yeah, we built this temple for you and you're going to worship God, but there's a little corruption going on. I mean, could you imagine, like, do I go in and I got to walk under that stupid eagle? I want to worship God and all right, I'll go in because I'm going, and the, the conflict that was going on. All this was happening. And we skip over a verse that is part of the story and it's very, it gives a lot of meaning and it puts context to what I just said. In Luke chapter one, verse five, it says, in the time of Herod, king of Judea, okay? We just go right by that, we get to the good stuff. But that was telling us there was oppression it was an occupied territory. They, they had the restored temple, but of course they had the Roman eagle was there over the entrance. And in the midst of this, we, we it's like, they're like, how do we celebrate? What's going on? Where are you, God? And we're celebrating in the midst of this, God sends his son, Jesus. That God does what he says he's going to do because God had made a promise to mankind and said, I'm going to solve the problem going on. In Genesis chapter three, God was speaking about the serpent and he was speaking to the serpent. The serpent had deceived, deceived Adam and Eve and they had fallen into sin and sin had entered the world, and this is what God says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Sin had separated man from God, and God said, I have a remedy, and I'm sending someone in to be the remedy, and the world was waiting for their savior. And God sends the savior, and that's why Matthew chapter one, verse 21, it says, she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Christmas says we have a savior. 
Christmas says we have a savior. And, and the big thing to me that jumps off the page when I see all this, it says, Christmas says God keeps his promises. God keeps his promises. And I'm just thinking right now that, that there were people that were wondering like, where are you? A bunch of people probably had forgotten that God even made a promise. There are other people that were doubting that God would ever come true on his promise. And there are other people that are still holding on. And I think even in our church, there's probably people that don't even know all the promises that God has for you. There's other people that you've forgotten that God has given you a promise. There's other people that are doubting and you're doubting. I wonder if God's promise will come true. And there's other people that are holding on to this and saying these promises will come true. And if I could just jump away from Christmas for just a moment, I just believe that there are people that need to hold on to the promise that you've raised your child in the ways of the Lord and he's gonna return. I just believe that. I believe that the, there's some of you that there's a call on your life and you're gonna answer, that call isn't, it's still gonna be answered. I believe that there's people like, how's God gonna provide? He's going to take care of you. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. I believe that he will supply you with everything you need according to his riches and glory. I believe that. And some of you need to grab hold of the promises right now and say, Christmas says God keeps his promises. Can I get an amen? Let's praise God. He keeps his promises. I think we could take Christmas to another level. Somebody wishes you a Merry Christmas and you say back to him, and God keeps his promises. It's kind of like peace be with you and also with you, you know, Merry Christmas. God keeps his promises. That'll shake things up at the family dinner. I'm just saying. He keeps his promises. That's what Christmas, that's what it says. Another thing it says is God is for us. God is for us. Your heavenly father loves you so much that he sent Jesus. And sometimes we get a bad picture of God the father, like he's lightning bolts and hammers. He's not, he loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And he's like, I love you. That's what Christmas says. And that's why we celebrate God is for you. He's for all mankind, he's for the shepherds and the wise men. He's like, I'm for blue collar, white collar, rich, poor, all the above, male, female. I'm for all. Why Christmas? We need Christmas because Christmas is like the relaunch is the way I look at it. Um, years ago, we relaunched our church. We changed our name and we, we did, we, for a year, we walked around, relaunch, relaunch. And the relaunch brought all new momentum. We still were the same church, but it was like a new focus because we relaunched. I'm telling you what, after the 400 years of silence, it was like, God sends Jesus, it's like, reactivate. Everybody's like, battle stations, let's go. Like something's happening. Like the promises are real. This is relaunch and, and God's gonna do something. And if you will, it's like the countdown to Calvary. And it's like, people were realizing like this, okay, God's active again. This is good. This is a great thing. I mean, Pentecost was like liftoff, but this was like relaunch, like restart the countdown. And it just, it was just one of those things that reactivated everybody on mission. Yeah, Charlie Mike. We're back on mission, and it was that. So why Christmas? Why Christmas? And I'll, this is the, the, the place I was hoping to get to. I'm glad we get there. Christmas reignites the praise of God. In those 400 years of silence, in those 400 years of just darkness, in those 400 years of just waiting and waiting and waiting, I don't think people were singing with much gusto. I don't think they were singing, with, but all of a sudden, 
Christmas, all of a sudden Jesus is here. All of a sudden Savior is sent. All of a sudden people are singing. And I, and I love the way we sing the Christmas carols around our church. I love that we sing. I mean, you think about the praise. It's like Christmas says, we're going to praise God and we're not going to be quiet. I mean, people don't say, I'm really looking forward to the Christmas service. Not any singing. Of course, we won't have any singing. Everybody's like, Christmas, how many, how many? You know, people call the church, how many carols will there be? How many, how many? And I'm like, well, I think we're going to do about six or seven. You know, this is back when I answered the phone. No, I don't, but I'm like six or seven. They're like, not enough, nine or 10, nine or 10. Yeah, they want to sing. Joy to the world, joy to the world. Better sing joy to the world. You know, sing some ones that, you know, all right. But you realize it's, it's praising God. Chris, why Christmas? Christmas is a time where we pause everything else and we praise God. The angels started it in Luke chapter two, verse 13 and 14. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor is. The angels were singing and here they are just blowing it out in full surround sound to the shepherds. And then the shepherds in Luke chapter two, verse 20. It says the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. They're praising God, but it didn't stop there. Even the wise men in Matthew chapter two, verse 11, on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshiped him. Now I have a little theory. I think like, just it's my own theory, but I think like the wise men are probably like, oh God, you're amazing, you know? Because they're very smart guys. They're probably like, God, you are very amazing. You are, this is a lot of joy coming out of my heart right now. You're very, I mean, you know, like people are like that. And then I think the shepherds are like, woohoo! <laughs> then I think the angels are like, ah! And I think River Valley is a little more angel shepherd than wise men, you know what I'm just saying? You guys are like, yeah, yeah, praise God. And so I'm praying when we get to Christmas Eve, we are singing with gusto and uh, we just let, and you're, you're six feet, you're guy, I got it, we're good. All right, we're praising God and we're saying, hey, this is something, this is something Christmas says, you are to be praised, you are to be glorified. You, we're on mission with you, but the mission is to bring people back into right relationship with you, God, so they can be forgiven and they can praise your name. Psalm 50 verse 23 says, whoever offers praise glorifies me and to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. Christmas says, we praise your name. We glorify your name. We're, we're singing about you, to you. We're praising you. We're, it points to Calvary and it says, we're, we're forgiven. You keep your promises. All this is true. You love it. Oh God, we praise you and we give you glory. I pray that we celebrate Christmas like never before. I pray that we celebrate it like never before. And I, and I was half joking, but now I'm kind of leaning into it. I'm praying we'd go into overtime. January 6th, the three K, let's just keep going. If that's the day that the wise men, maybe on that day you'll be a little quieter. Praise God, praise God. But until then, we'll shout our praise like angels and shepherds and say, God, why Christmas? Don't let the world have a day to pause and just buy gifts and commercialize it and get off work and just eat. God, Christmas, let us keep Christ as the focus and say, Lord, Christmas is this pause that we need that we need to stop in this crazy world and say, thank you, God, for loving us enough to send Jesus, to get us right with you again. We praise the name. We praise the one that loves us so much that he sent Jesus. Let the, the Christmas celebration be the praise to the one that sent us Jesus.
So Lord, I pray right now that you'd help us to celebrate and praise you, God. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for sending Jesus. We thank you so much for in the midst of the, the crazy world that was going on there and the crazy years of silence, they were trying to wonder what was going on, God, and then you sent Jesus. And in our crazy world that we're living in right now, I pray that we'd celebrate your name, we'd praise your name, we'd, we'd realize you love us, you keep your promises, you are for us, we're on mission. There was a relaunch again, and we thank you for that. God, we celebrate this. We celebrate this, and I pray we'd never, ever, ever just make it an easy holiday to be off work, but it'd be a day that we pause, we recognize you, and we celebrate. I look forward to our Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve Eve celebrations together, and God, I pray that we would lift up the one that loves us so much, praise your name, and thank you for Jesus. Why Christmas? Lord, because of you, because you love us, because you made a way, because your promises are true, and God, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. We thank you for your son, Jesus. In his name we pray, amen, amen.